0: Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us.
1: Welcome to the Bullhorn Podcast, the show that never falls victim to sabotage. Utterly devoid of any pride whatsoever, I am Boomer Bob. Sitting there in his Target Pride Month sweater, John Jamingo. I'm so
2: offended, buddy. Hey, happy Gay Pride Month, Bob. I've been waiting for this month for, I don't know, as soon as I found out it was actually Gay Pride Month because I don't give a shit about Gay Pride Month. My God. I mean, can they just virtue signal? Nobody virtue signals. Nobody gives themselves a pat on the back more than the gaze. Well, it's also corporate pride month.
1: Did you notice all of the wonderful logos that I shared with you? All the wonderful corporations that have created a rainbow logo for pride month. They all did it, man. Every brand name looks like the other brand name. I'm surprised. I mean, you put Coke next to Pepsi. You can't tell which one's which. You know what I don't see here? I don't see Apple. Well, Apple's probably the one who started. I mean, if you look at the third one down, if you if you're looking at the board, mm-hmm. it's right in the middle. It's the big one in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big old Apple logo. Well, that I mean, they've had that same color logo since when we got our first Mac back in eighty-four when I was a kid. We got a, a Mac model one in it and the logo looked like that with the multicolored things. So yeah, so they've always had that. I don't think they just dressed it up for gay pride month, but yeah, all of them, dude, MTV, Twitter, Uber, you name it, man. Lyft, LinkedIn, even the Facebook thumbs up logo is, is all rainbowed up, man.
2: There we go. I'm sorry. I see now I see the big gay apple.
1: Bose, Dove, Maytag, Home Depot. I don't, I don't know that Home Depot one looks, I mean, come on. Home Depot's usually not they don't usually play into all the woke stuff, you know? So I don't know about that one. That one might be fake. Right. And why would Bose do it? I mean, who listens to Bose? Get it? Shut up.
2: Uh so anyhow, <laughs> the one that cracks me up the most here is the White House. Like remember when they when Obama lit the White House I, up I know, like a rainbow? Yes, yes. And everybody lost their fucking mind. Again. I I have no problem with gay people being gay. But the goodness gracious with the, we got a month, we've got this. I mean, you put something in here you got from Wikipedia. I didn't realize this now, and now I'm pissed off. Because, all right, you have Gay Pride Month, which is the month of June. Now we have a Gender Pride Day, 19th of May. A Romantic Spectrum Awareness Week. The (laughs) week after the 14th. after 14 february yeah but you
1: don't know what those mean and unless you explain it
2: i'm not going that to,
1: uh aromatic spectrum awareness week is a week to promote information and awareness about aromatic spectrum identities uh asexuality within the lgbtqia plus community in which someone doesn't experience romantic attraction
2: i swear to god i don't know i, I don't know what that is you just read it to me i don't understand it and i do not care all right, International Asexuality Day. The IAD is a coordinated worldwide campaign promoting the ace umbrella, including demisexual. Demisexual is that for, you know anybody that hates Demi Lovato?
1: <laughs>
2: gray asexual. Everybody that loves the color gray but is gay. No.
1: It's not what that means. That is the spectrum between asexuality and sexuality. Individuals who identify with gray asexuality are referred to as being gray-a or gray ace. Jesus um, Christ. And make up what is referred to as the ace umbrella.
2: Beautiful. They overanalyze this fucking shit, man. Wait, I'm not done. Asexual Awareness Week, the last full week in October, All right, a week to promote awareness in those... On the asexual spectrum, it was founded by Sarah Beth Brooks in 2010. Bisexual Awareness Week, the the 16th to the 22nd of September, also referred to as Bi Week and Bisexual Plus Awareness Week. Celebrate Bisexual Day. After the week, the next day after, it's Celebrate Bisexual Day. Then we have Drag Day, which doesn't include any cars. The 16th of July... (laughs) International Day of Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. The main purpose of the 17th May mobilization is to raise awareness of violence, discrimination, abuse, and repression of the LGBT communities worldwide. Being as this is
1: uh, June 2nd, I would like to go ahead and say happy belated uh, International National. Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, because that was May 17th. My yeah, bad. I'm sorry. I, we... My apologies for missing it. I must have been sidetracked.
2: How dare I? We were probably doing rubberneckers at that time with a bunch of fags. Intersex Awareness Day, the 26th of October, celebrated to commemorate the first intersex protest which took place in Boston, Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, it was right after the uh, Boston Tea Party. Correct. Trans party. Get it, T partner, mind
2: The Intersex Day of Remembrance. Now, now, remember, we already have a whole gay pride month, but no, no, no. Oh, no. You know, this one. A day designed to raise awareness of the issues faced by intersex people. It marks the birthday of Her- Herculine Barbin. Herculine Bobbin, Barbin, not Bobbin. Bobbin was okay. what he does. Barbin is oh. his name. A French intersex person, an event began as an intersex solidarity day, followed by an invitation issued to Jolene Circus Soleil. Joel Joel yeah. <laughs> say. Uh, and then know. a Canadian spokesman for the organization of Intersex International. There's an organization of Intersex International. What the fuck do they do all day?
1: Shame on you for not already knowing this, you homophobe.
2: Lesbian Day, October 8th, the annual day celebrating lesbian culture that originated hey, oh. in New Zealand in Australia.
1: I'm not mad about that
2: particular day. Wait a minute. Not only do we have Lesbian Day, but then we have Lesbian Visibility Day, the annual day to celebrate, recognize, and bring visible blah, visibility to lesbians. Stop it. God damn it, lesbians. Hey, you hey shame wait, on you. You bring... All kinds of visibility to yourself in the way you dress, the way you talk. Ugh. You're not
1: being very inclusive, John.
2: National Coming Out Day. Are you. Ugh.
1: Oh, I can't. Wait. Isn't that around your birthday?
2: <laughs> no, it's not. Damn it. How dare what? they? A day to celebrate the act of coming out. I'm out. I'm in. I'm out. Yeah, I'm in. that's the day you came out of your mama. Yes. As a straight male. Non-binary Awareness Week, which starts eh, around July 4th.
1: Yeah, just I'm depends. sorry,
2: July 14th, not July 4th. A week dedicated to those who do not fit within traditional gender binary. Well, hold on. There's a whole alphabet of sexuality. L, G, B, T, Q, A, plus this, that, the other thing. In case we missed anybody, July 14th is your day. Because right. if you don't fit Non-binary. in there. Any of that shit, this is your day. For those who do not exclusively identify as a man or a woman, or who may identify as both, a man and a woman, did you know you could do that? I did not. So this is educational, Bob. Jesus. That's right. We have non-binary people's day, pansexual, panoramic awareness day. We have pronoun day, which is the third Wednesday in October trans awareness month, trans awareness week, transgender day of remembrance. Thank you. Trans day of visibility, the transparent day, not like see-through. Yeah, trans two words, trans day. Right. And then we're going to all end it up zero. with zero
1: discrimination day. Here's one that I noticed that wasn't on that list. It's on a it's on a, a different page and and this one I thought was interesting. January 27th. It's Holocaust Remembrance Day. It is a day to remember all of the victims of Nazi era, including the gay men killed in concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Apparently they were gay Jews.
2: My favorite right now is the Israeli-Palestine war. There was a bunch of gays running around, gays for Palestine. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, what dumb motherfuckers these gays are.
1: That's like uh, Jews for Hitler. Uh, yeah, Hitler. That's like you know Val for Dave. Um, <laughs> All right. See, now you had to throw in that non sequitur that nobody knows. They about. also have, we, you don't have to address it. Um, we also have one that's not, see the wiki list is not correct because we have February 7th, we have national black HIV and AIDS awareness day.
2: Well, does that mean that they're gay? I mean, you can be a straight black person that has AIDS because you got to
1: increase HIV education, testing, treatment, and involvement in African-American communities. But because it's, that's black history month,
2: right? Okay. So
1: they want to. Talk about all the black people that have HIV and AIDS and are going to end up eventually being history because
2: they died from it. Well, let me just say this. One thing about the gays, they certainly know how to throw a party, so June should be a hoot because it's gay. There should be gay shit everywhere because you know how the gays love the party. Hey, how do you
1: know you're at a gay barbecue? Oh, I don't know. The hot dogs taste like shit. Now I like that oh. joke.
2: Where is my, th- where is it? Get one of I those. thought I
1: was going to get the airplane, but hey, I'm
2: glad to get the drums. Glad to get the rim shot. Listen, I've got a new one for you. Hold on. Where is it? When you make an unfunny joke, this is the new one.
0: <laughs> See, now that's funny. There
2: we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You know, I like style, Bob. You know, I'm into the fashion, right?
1: that i i mean i I brought that up at the intro to the show
2: that's right well now, Bob, the newest thing is piss your pants jeans, so in other words, you know how they you go and buy jeans that already had rips in them and they, they call them stressed jeans I guess it's isn't it distressed. distressed 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 jeans okay,
1: yeah, they match your uh personality and your
2: psyche right so basically what they do is they take a brand new pair of jeans and they rip them up. And then the the ladies put them And the the bigger the rips, the more shit that hangs out of those jeans, the the more fashionable it is. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a new one. It's the piss your pants jeans where the front of the jeans, I kid you not, this is a real thing, looks like you've pissed your pants. There's a wet mark. that's stained into the jeans. They actually have a white pair that are stained that have a yellow stain in them. That makes it look like you've, um, I don't know, eaten a lot of phosphorus or, or, uh, potassium. <laughs> I mean, or, or you're very, very, very dehydrated. Dehydrated. Yes. yes. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody buying these. I can't believe they would be a trend. I don't know.
1: I think you're missing the mark. Okay. This is to usher in the acceptance of people with incontinence, John. It's to stop
2: bladder control hate. As a man that's going to be 60 this year and has this actual problem at times, sometimes I have to pee, and sometimes I have to pee right now. I would not wear these pants. Listen, I can make these pants. I could make these pants. Uh, They would be scratch and sniff if I made them. You send me the jeans, I'll depiss them for you if you like. You wear these to show your solidarity with other bedwetters. Wet look, dry feel. I can't imagine how much these, these things cost. There's no price in here. But the name of the company that makes them is Wet Pants Denim Wet Look Dry Feel. Well, they're priceless. How
1: do you put a price on this? I mean, this also helps the planet with, uh, you know, climate change and waste. Because you can you can stop buying diapers to hide your perfect imperfections. You can just piss your pants.
2: Right, and look stylish. Like this. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants
1: right? Absolutely. And then there's,
2: if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis.
1: That's right. All the cool kids are doing it, man. Get your piss pants.
2: You know something, I guess at the end of the day, when you're piss drunk, as they would say, and you're leaving the bar and you're so drunk that you've actually wet yourself. Now you're cool. No one cares. No one knows. Listen, is he stylish or is he just a fall down drunk? Hold on. Let me feel his pants up. They're wet. He's a fall down drunk. Or if you go over and check them out and they're dry. Oh no, he's just being stylish.
1: He has too much money. That's right. Would this be the opposite of burning a hole in your pocket? You know, you have, you have all that money burning a hole in your pocket.
2: Right. You know what? I want to start shit your pants. In other words, the pants. Ooh. So what it is, it's jeans and they have like a, in the back, there is like a, like a pocket or a pouch that kind of sticks out. That looks like you've dropped a load in your pants. You could compete with that John Varvatos guy.
1: What does He's he He's do? a designer. Oh. He had his own like Chrysler 300 model. That was the John Varvatos model. And he just had a cologne come out. You could, you could have fucking
2: Jamingo jeans. Jamingo jeans, right? You could have, listen, the solid Jamingo jeans where you have the lump in the back of your pants, like you've dropped a load, like a big turd mm-hmm. or We also have the Jamingo jeans that has a, like a pouch in it where you pour brown liquid and there's two tubes that go down the back of the leg pants. And as you walk, little brown liquid falls on the ground like you've, uh, like you've got the runs because, you know, we have to represent both solid poo and liquid poo. How about a
1: waterproof pocket and call it the tapioca pouch? You could stick tapioca in there. Get an ultra wide straw that curves up to your mouth, so you can just drink tapioca out of your out of your jeans.
2: Listen, you cannot use a straw for it. tapioca. First of all, you would never be able to suck it up a straw. It's too thick. It's too creamy. It's too wonderful. That needs to be enjoyed with a spoon.
1: Not even after it's being warmed up by being up against your skin in a pouch. Bob,
2: that's blasphemy. We cannot have tapioca pudding through a straw. It's not. God first, damn it! First of all, the straw would have to be so big. And you, Quit you would Quit pissing probably, on my parade. You would probably pass out trying to draw tapioca pudding that from your pants up to your mouth. And think about Fine. all the wasted tapioca pudding in the straw. A chocolate pudding pouch. Chocolate pudding pouch would work. That would it's work. In your back.
1: That's in the back and it has like a straw and it right. looks like you're eating your own shit.
2: Right. Like a poo pants.
1: You want to yes. clear a room, you just fucking get that out and start sucking.
2: Correct. Pretty soon we'll have pants where you put your hand in your pocket. And in there is a little spray bottle, and it smells like farts. And then you just walk in. It's called the Clear Your Room Jeans. Yeah,
1: Virgin. Correct. It's not very gay pride of you.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. (sighs) Something like that.
1: Would you wear those jeans? Absolutely Uh, not. Would you wear them to a strip club, though? So all the women
2: think that you're... Loaded. Get it?
1: (laughs) I don't think you could
2: get a stripper near you if you wore these jeans into a strip club. But... You would always look relieved. You would look relieved. This next segment of the show is a public service announcement. Guys, when you go to a strip club, you think you're going to a strip club to see tits and ass. You think the girls are going to come and talk to you. And here's what it is. When you go to a strip club... The only job of the strippers is to separate your money from your wallet. That is it. They don't care about you. I know they're going to talk nice to you. I know they're going to make you feel like you know they they're into you and they're gonna they're gonna rub up against you and they're gonna put your their hand on your thigh and they're gonna work you right up into a lather. Again, they try to get you to go to do the lap dance thing, which to me is like paying twenty dollars to smash your thumb with a hammer. I don't understand why anybody does a lap dance, but Hey, you do you, boo. We got this story I found uh, Jody B from the Poe Boys podcast. He
1: had shared this on uh, Twitter. So that's where I got this from, credit where credit is due. See, unlike you wanting to, I guess, give out advice to the young bucks and dumb fucks out there who go in there and think they're going to actually buy them some ass, I, I kind of disagree. I think anyone dumb enough to actually think they're going to walk, you know, go in there, woo a chick with their big bankroll because they got they stimmy check or whatever the fuck, and they got their hat, the, you know, with the tag on it still or whatever the fuck. Anyone dumb enough to think that they're going to impress any of those girls enough to actually get them home without having a giant eight ball of Coke in their pocket or some Roxy's or something else? Because they love getting that money. But there's other things that uh, you could walk in there with that could guarantee that you're going to go home with one of them.
2: Well, again, here's the deal. If you're in there tipping a stripper and she, you know, she's trying to get you to come back, oh, I work Wednesday, oh, come on back Saturday, is, I want to see you, I miss you. That's just to separate more money. If you're not tipping them and they want to see you.
1: You mean like th- a cow tipping? You, you go knock them over and they... You
2: no, know, you can't knock over a stripper. He's, oh. he's just run into a stripper. Oh, you mean and knock give them money? Over. Okay. A stripper tipping would be like if a stripper was just standing there and you just ran across the room and plowed into her and knocked her over.
1: Well, there are some really big girls that think, you know, that are doing this for a living. So you can knock them over.
2: Right. The only thing that stripper tipping would do was be guarantee you an ass whooping from every bouncer in the fucking place.
1: Oh, you want to hear about the time I got thrown out of the booby bungalow in uh, Elkmont, Tennessee, which I think is now gone?
2: I would love this story. I've never, this is amazing. Yes. I'll try to keep it brief. Sure. Um,
1: This was back in the early 90s. Back then, if you smoked camel cigarettes, which I did, you would get a camel dollar, which was about two thirds the size of an actual dollar. And they folded it up and it would be on the outside of the pack. When you take a pack, you know, when you open a pack, you can take it out. And you could save up camel dollars and mail them in and get coolers or jackets or t-shirts or whatever you cheap fuck i know where this is going go ahead so my buddy chris was turning 21 i was a year older i think i just yeah i think was a year older than him so he was the type of guy looked like bill murray love the guy wonderful person not exactly george fucking clooney okay Mm -hmm. so we took him we had heard on the radio an advertisement from the booby bungalow that if you paid you know 35 bucks you could get your you know, get your boy handcuffed to the, to a chair, handcuffed to the pole, all that. And girls would do whatever for like two or three songs. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm doing this for my boy. So we all went up there as a group of about five of us or six of us. And I was making it rain a little bit before making it rain was a thing. <laughs> girls were coming up. I wasn't giving them dollars. i was giving them fives. We were right there sitting at the stage. And, uh, well, a camel dollar had gotten mixed in with my regular dollars.
2: Oh, okay. Here I thought. You was just instead of giving because it's dark in there, you would just give her a you would tuck a camel dollar in. No,
1: I'm not cheap. Okay, I would never do this.
2: So just a a camel dollar just happened to fall into your bankroll. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. You open
1: the pack of cigarettes, you take it out, you fucking throw it in your pocket. Well, I had all my cash in in my pocket, so I took it out. It got mixed in there. Fast forward. This we'd already paid for him to get handcuffed on stage. We dropped. You know, each of us had probably dropped a couple hundred dollars at this point, having a great time there for a couple hours. And I, I get a tap on the shoulder back then. We all had long hair and, and whatnot. We were metal heads and we had this big, dumb inbred fucking bouncer, tap me on the shoulder and call me over and come over here. And I was like, what's up, man? And he was like, "What's well, a big idea. Give him my girl, the Campbell dollar. I said, Pardon me? He goes, What's big idea? No, no, I, I I heard what you said. What do you mean you gave one of my girls a camel doll? You think that's fucking funny, you long haired faggot? And I was like, Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey. Um tell tell you what, if that did occur, tell the girl Come over, I'll apologize, and I'll, and I'll buy it from her for $20. How about that? Make everything okay? It was an accident. I, I did not. It got mixed. I must have put it in my pocket. It got mixed in.
2: No, I think you and your long-haired faggot friends need to get the fuck out of here. Oops. So we left. Wait a minute. Did he get a chance to get his up on the stage and humiliate? Yes, in front yes, yeah,
1: him? yeah, yeah. I mentioned that earlier. He'd already gotten up there, got handcuffed, all that good stuff. He had a good time. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. but yeah but yeah we got thrown out because i accidentally gave a girl a camel dollar
2: i have a kind of a stripper story so we were looking a friend of mine was getting married and we were looking for a place you know where we going to do where we going to go for the bachelor party so one of the guys says hey let's go over to the show and tell now a show and tell was a no alcohol bar so the girls got completely naked so you could only drink like you know, soda in there, or water, or something. You couldn't bring any alcohol in there because in New Jersey, if there's alcohol, you have to put pasties over the nipple, and you can't see any muff. That can't I mean, cover God up. Forfe- That's yeah. bullshit. Stupid. Right. But no, if you're totally sober, then you know the girls can be bare ass naked. So we go into this place, and we're sitting there, and we're talking about, you know, where do we go now? We're going to try going to a couple other strip parts. And we're sitting there talking, and we're looking around, and. Again, you go, there's like lap dances you can go to and there's got those glass booths that you remember uh, we were talking, well, on the other podcast we were talking about like the glass booths where the, you go in, you put a dollar in and the, the, the curtain goes up and then you're standing there staring at a stripper. Anyhow, so we're in there and we're sitting there and then the girls walk around and they try to get tips. Same thing like a stripper. So the girl walks up and says, do you want, oh, and I'm sorry, let me back this up. That night it was oil wrestling for the dancers. So there was a a ring there, and uh, the girls would get all greased up, and they would wrestle each other. So a girl walks up to me and says, Hey, would you like to be in my corner for the oil wrestling? I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Now we're just here kind of talking. And, and she says, Well, maybe I should explain it to you. What you do is if you give me $10, you can come in. Okay, so you oil us up pre-match. And then whenever the round is over, you get to oil me up, you know, between rounds. And I said, mm, yeah, no, thanks. And she says, well, if you do it, I'll give you 10 free tickets to get in at another night. Well, we're planning a bachelor party. It was $10 to get in there. So I'm thinking to myself, 10, that's $100. That's 100 Yeah, that's $100. <laughs> so me, because we were going to have more than 10 people. So me and another guy, I, so then I go, I look at her, I go, hold on, let me get this straight. I give you $10. I get to oil you up and I get 10 free tickets. And she goes, yeah, I said, okay, that's fine. Let's do it. So me and my buddy, we do it so we can get 20. And we go over to oil her up. I could not get near her. My buddy was basically assaulting her. He was, ru- <laughs> I mean, he was rubbing. I was like, I can't believe where he's rubbing. I mean, he's between her legs, up her ass crack. I mean, it was amazing. You know, he's all over her boobs. And I, I just sat back and said, go ahead, pal. Have fun. It was amazing. I, again, thank God we didn't have video cameras back then.
1: So he made you the cuck.
2: Yeah, I guess I was the cuck. I don't care. It was funny, but the, again, what they did was they went in there and then they, you know, they would wrestle, but it wasn't really wrestling. It was just more of a soft porn thing. I wonder if they ever did a tapioca. Wrestling oh, night. geez, Bob, I just got aroused. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to the story at hand. One of these cucks went in there and he thought he was dating her. He's trying to wipe her up, wasn't he? Yeah, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get up on that. And uh, apparently, he thought he was loaning her money. Well, let's just get into the uh, let's get into the video.
0: Well, this might be a first. It's the first I've ever heard of this. A 32 year old Houston man files suit against a stripper. Yeah,
3: he says he loaned the dancer money, and he wants it back. But she says, "Hey, there's no such thing as stripper refunds."
0: Fox 26's Randy Wallace is live tonight <laughs> from the Southwest Side nightclub where the couple met. Randy.
3: Melinda, she goes by the stage name Naomi, and she says that about a year ago, she was dancing here at Treasures when she met a man named Robert Wallace. Now, the dancer and comedian says they were just...
2: Dancer and comedian?
1: I laughed at what she said, so, yeah. I mean, by the way, this is in Houston, in, in case you got, any of you live there and want to go to this wonderful place and ch- check out Nomi.
2: Her new nickname should be No Refunds, but here we go.
1: Her stage name was given, but his real name was given. How fucked up is that? That's true. He should have made a stage name too, like Dumbfuck or Ignorant Cuck.
2: Yeah, or Dumb White Boy. The Stripper Tipper. The Stripper Tipper, right. Stripper Tipper <laughs> and Naomi, right. All right, here. so let's hear her side of the story.
0: I have had situations in the past where customers have followed me home. I've had to move twice,
3: uh, switching gyms, switching jobs. But having a customer sue her is a first for the statuesque dancer who calls herself Nomi.
0: He was becoming a regular, and we did become friends. I really like him as a friend, and I still do. We had a dating relationship, and... No, you didn't.
2: Look at this fucking guy. You did not have a dating relationship.
1: He looks like a member of our Discord.
2: <laughs> he is the whitest white guy is about what about like 75 pounds overweight. Yeah, he's a biggin and he don't have a hair on his face. He's got his I mean, he looks straight out of a 70s movie. And the poor guy thought, you know, that he was, you know, he's giving her, he's loaning her money, he's trying to work and he's trying to get in on it. He's trying to have a white boy summer, man. He's a sucker ducking and dummy dodging.
1: Nah, I mean.
3: Dating relationship. And uh, on May 3rd, we had broken up. Robert Wallace says he loaned the dancer about two grand. And he wants it back along with a laptop and some DVDs. I don't believe.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) I want my DVD back, bitch. You know, you got my best porn DVDs. You've got. When I brought that 13 going on 30 over, I wasn't giving it to you. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think that is? Don't we have fucking Netflix? I want my laptop back. <laughs> <laughs> this poor
1: he wants guy. his lap dance back is what he wants.
2: <laughs> Fuck a laptop. He was trying to really get on it. She didn't realize that you know, she milked this cow for every last drop of milk out of him, and she cut him loose.
1: They broke up on May 3rd. Does that mean he's going to a different girl in the same club, or he just quit going to that club? I mean... He acts like they had a ongoing relationship.
2: I think there was something going on with this. In other words, listen, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I you know something I think there was something going on here. Okay, so now he wants his laptop back and he wants his DVDs and, his DVDs. and he wants his 2 grand that he loaned to her. He wants his hangover 1 2 and 3 back. And then this is her response.
0: I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anybody back.
2: I know how stubborn she can be, so after a week of waiting for, for her to return my things, uh, I decided to file uh, a suit. To- Did you hear... Listen, you got to hear the little chuckle in there. Uh, a suit- <laughs> I I, <saw> if I, <laughs> I think
1: that was just her going, mm-hmm.
2: I, I decided to file a, a, a lawsuit.
1: Uh, I, I decided that... Uh, I want my money back. This is a wasted, wasted time. The bitch didn't even come off that pussy.
2: Listen, I dangled that two grand over here, so you touched my pepe. All right, now you're not touching my pepe no more. That was my mom's money. Right, I need my money's back, uh, so I can put it back in Bitcoin.
3: Since the word loan doesn't seem to be in Nomi's vocabulary, and Robert says the cash and other items were not gifts, it looks like an out-of-court settlement is out of the question.
0: I've given him gifts, too. You know, I mean, how do I get my booty and boobs back? Still.
3: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, just say Walmart, motherfucker. Uh, you know, maybe you know, the two grand was a, an out call, maybe. Escort situation where he paid for time spent. We're not going to say that he paid for services rendered because that would be prostitution and that would be illegal. We're not saying that. But maybe she charged him for time spent with her.
1: Yeah, but apparently he went over to her place because he's
2: wants some DVDs back. Well, he was probably over there. You know, he gave her money. She figured, you ain't getting this money back, so maybe I'll give you a little bit of this ass. Or whatever, you know, you know, whatever was agreed upon between between two consenting whether, adults. Hey, who am I to judge? You know, I'm not saying it was money. Whether for or sex. not they
1: slept together, probably had to do with how well she did and whether or not her rent was due.
2: Very possibly. So he thinks he's paying, you know, going to get this money back. Meanwhile, she's taking it out in trade because, you know, he's and listen, this is one attractive black woman. I mean, she's hot. She's wearing flip-flops and is taller than the reporter guy. Did you notice that? Uh, well, listen, I'm not going to lie. When he, I was looking at her, I was checking for big hands in an Adam's apple.
1: When I saw her, I was like, I don't like gold. You know, gold member, because that, that's what she looked like is fucking gold, gold member.
2: But she's an attractive woman. Don't get me wrong. Very, very attractive.
1: Yeah, she's a nice looking girl. Here we go.
3: I'd say they've learned a lesson. Robert says he's not dating any more strippers. I kind of did kind of see it possibly ending this way. And Nomi says there's no such thing as refunds, exchanges, or rain checks. When strippers are involved. No
0: refunds in the strip club. I've even had people come up in there asking, oh, can he get a dance mail? Pay me back next week. We ain't got no layaway plans either.
2: Yeah, see, he tried to. <laughs> I'll gladly pay
1: you a Tuesday for a lap dance today. No wimpy. That ain't not... the way it works.
2: <laughs> That's right. No more. No wimpy. You know, no lap dances for money next week. That's not how that works. You put a lap
1: dance on layaway. <laughs> how fucking broke you got to be. Ah, uh, internet porn. Just yeah, take care of it.
2: It's free. Internet porn is free. You go to Pornhub. It's free. Just go there. Take care of yourself. Well, anyhow, the poor gentleman. Sad. Now he's got a. He's gonna have a lawyer court costs. He's gonna go to small claims. I want to know
1: if that two thousand dollars, if it was like just he like actually loaned her two thousand dollars to do whatever, or if it was like twenty here, twenty there at the club. Because that'll make a big difference. Like if he has a check, like a, like a canceled check for $2,000 and he wrote like loan in the memo thing, that's a little bit different. He might actually get his money back. But if, if it's just 20 here, 20 there, and he don't have a receipt for it other than maybe some bad breath and like a dirty fucking finger, he ain't going to get none of that back.
2: No. Is there any contract signed? You know, I want to kind
1: of... see that on, like, Judge Faith or Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown or one of them. Oh, my God. They should fucking lap that case up, put that shit on television. How awesome would that be? That would be
2: fantastic if you could do that. Doom, 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 Yeah. Dun. Here's Michael Wallace. He gave $2,000 to a stripper as a loan. I,
1: bu, 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 don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining.
2: Right. And then she comes walking in. She comes strolling in, in her gold pantsuit with the short shorts and the titties hanging out here's Naomi. she's been a stripper for no me no me she's been a stripper for four years has never given a man a dime back see how it goes judge judy would be the best to be quite honest with you you ever ask a a stripper to make change
1: hey all i got is 20 man you got like 19 yeah, you do months. it all
2: the yeah, do it all the time. Right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, you would you would you go, go buy it. a
1: beer and you break that fucking larger bill. You no, cheap they
2: love they would love it. They loved it when you gave them like because in other words, they didn't want to carry all ones. You'd say, hey, listen, you know, can I get some ones off you? Yeah, 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 sure. So you'd say, okay, give me fifteen back.
1: Mm, you know, I, you know. Was, I was I would never do that. What, Let's be honest crazy? with you, I didn't frequent those clubs a lot anyway. It's not my thing.
2: At one time, uh, I used to be a regular at one of those clubs no yeah 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 it was fine oh wait a minute there's another one here let me see if i can pray, play this
0: no i mean how do i get my booty and boobs back
2: that's a good very good question how do i get my booty and boobs back
1: uh gouge out his eyes you can just pop his eyes right out of his fucking head
2: how else i mean what do you talk about you get your booty and boobs back Fuck. I'll tell you what, the tweets underneath <laughs> this, the comments underneath this are amazing. I, I did not look at those. Can you share those? Hang on one second. I'm gonna hit the share button. Yeah. Here we go. I want don't to get your on Twitter. I want to get your reaction. Here we go. Go. <laughs> 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 oh I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anyone back, Confucius. Confucius. Well, you know, I was thinking about calling my mortgage company
1: and telling them that. I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anybody back. Your fucking life is a loan. That fucking body that you're in is a loan. You got to give it back when you're done with it. Here, I've watched enough Judge Judy to know if you're loaning someone anything, have it written down and clear that it's a loan and not a gift. Now, look, why would you have to watch Judge Judy to learn that? Did you look at the avatar? My faith in humanity is...
2: Ain't no way he's 32. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's got a baby face. Anyhow, like I said, poor guy. He uh, thought he was, you know, he thought he was going to get up on that stripper. And uh, not such a good thing.
1: P.T. Barnum once said, a fool and their money
2: are soon parted. Easily separated. Yep. All
1: righty. So, women woes... Well, I put this one on the board. Now, this is an article from a Newsweek. It's an exclusive. Pandemic could cost a typical American woman nearly $600,000 in lifetime income. Well, what if they change their name to Nomi? It's basically, this is all the, the shit we went through with COVID and the mass mandates and the jobs and how everything's changing. Uh, more than 45 million fewer women are employed now than at the start of the pandemic, either through layoffs in the female dominated industries hit hardest by the virus or because they were pushed out of work to care for children home from school or daycare. They were pushed out, man. I mean, you know, they, they had the kids, but you know, they've been pushed out. They were pushed out of it.
2: You know, God, who, who got hurt the worst in all this is strippers, hookers, Nobody's going to go back to them right now. Even if the states open up, nobody's trusting a hooker. No one's trusting. No one wants to be rubbing up on a stripper in COVID.
1: This says most of these women are now likely to earn less, perhaps far less, in the future. During this period, they didn't get promotions or training or job opportunities. They lost seniority at work. And when they return, employers are likely to regard them differently, less committed to their jobs they're basically saying that because of all this pandemic bullshit which that you know women are going to earn less money over the period of their life well well it's not just women but my kind of take on this is that uh, the pen- pandemic that the publisher of this article pushed into reality newsweek was one of the big media sources who pushed this fucking pandemic into reality and the lockdowns mandates and business shut- shutdowns that they supported while backing black lives matter riots over criminals who broke the law and threatened the lives of law enforcement officers they backed all that but it's the pandemic that's going to cost the average woman six hundred thousand dollars over the span of their working lives better get
2: a bitcoin bitches all right bring it back big shoot listen Women, yes, they had to work from home. A lot of them were able to work from home because their kids were. Now, there are some women that had to go home because their kids were home and they had no one to watch them. They had young kids. And basically, they were using school as daycare. And they would work when the kids were in school. And then they would probably pay for a, like an after-school daycare thing. And then they would pick them up. Well, the daycare all closed down. The schools all closed down. So they had to be home. A lot of people worked. They took their work home. The ones that didn't got full unemployment and an extra 600 from the government. A week. A week. Yep. I know. That's $2,400 a month extra from the government. People won't go back to work because there's no sense going back to work because they're still in unemployment. They're still getting an extra 300 now from the government, and they're not going back to work. People are begging for people to come back to work.
1: Begging. Yeah, my daughter just got a waitressing job. Full time, guaranteed full time, and fifteen dollars an hour plus tips.
2: Are you kidding me? Now, no. <laughs> The other day, I forget when I bought. I bought dinner. It was like thirty-five dollars, and it was like chicken parmesan and a and a salad. And I was like thirty-five dollars. Now, basically, you know, I had it delivered to the house, but still, I mean, that's a shit ton of money. And people are going to. St- so what's going to happen is people aren't going to be able to afford to go out to eat anymore. And then these fifteen dollar an hour jobs are going to go away because they don't need that many waitresses.
1: And was that chicken parm that you got? Uh, was it anything to, yeah,
2: it was you know, head.
1: write a review about?
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing I noticed. I noticed that it's from the place that I usually get takeout from, and I noticed that the chicken was it wasn't as much as it was before. The portions were smaller, and I paid more money for it. So there you go. That's how they're paying these people fifteen dollars an hour. They're shorting the the customer, and the customer's taking it on the chin. It cracks me up is how when the, that fucking houseplant of a president, George George Biden, Joe Biden, nah, nah, nah. sits there and says he's not raising taxes on anybody that makes under four hundred thousand. <laughs> what he's doing is he's making prices go up on everything, and who gets hurt the most? People that are working poor and on fixed incomes. They're the ones taking it on the chin.
1: Yeah, anybody, paycheck to paycheck or or below on Correct. the uh, income bracket.
2: Right. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers have got their hands in more fucking pockets than in a gay pride parade. Like the way I circled that back, Bob. <laughs> motherfuckers.
1: Well, that's kind of boils into the next story. If you're okay moving on, I sure. mean, uh, this one I'll 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 try to make it brief. Um, it's a little more complex, but. The U.S. Department of Commerce says that it will seek to double tariff rates on most Canadian softwood lumber, angering many home builders. Now, home prices have gotten out of fucking hand in the last, I'd say, six months. Sure. There are varying rates of tariffs that are being imposed on these Canadian companies, uh, but the overall increase is from 9% to 18.32%, basically doubling or more than doubling the current tariffs. Now this this is allegedly to help promote you know U.S. lumber being used blah blah blah. I think it's all bullshit because at this time currently soaring lumber prices have added nearly thirty six thousand dollars to the price of a new home, and priced millions of middle class households out of the market. So for them to say that oh well the uh, United States lumber producers are are applauding this decision, well no because. We don't need to make the lumber supply we have cost more. We need to overload it with more lumber at at any cost.
2: What's going to happen here, Bob, is they're going to figure out a way to make something to make a house cheaper. In other words, whether it's steel studs or whether it's using concrete and brick and mortar or whatever. Or or 3D printing. 3D printing houses, you know, something like that. And again, same thing with the pandemic. Now what you've got, if you've got people flush with cash, because they've been sitting home, they've been collecting unemployment, they, most of them have been making more money than they were making when they were working. And now they're flush with cash and they want to go out and spend it. And there's not enough products out there to spend it on. So now the prices go up. So you've, you've got a lot of money and a low demand or a high demand and not enough product. And then the next thing you know, the prices go up. So it's just... And what are we doing about it? Nothing. We're not we're raising the tariffs again. This piece of shit.
1: This is like whenever the pipeline got allegedly hacked a couple of you know weeks ago, the gas pipeline. Right. That that got hacked that made gas go up like 25, 30 cents a gallon overnight.
2: Well, forget about going up. You couldn't get it.
1: When that gas pipeline got hacked, why don't we add a couple a couple of dollars of gas tax to the price of it while we're at it?
2: It makes no sense. And again, the same thing. You raise prices on gasoline. Well, everything is brought everywhere with gasoline. So in other words, you're going to raise the price of gas, which is going to raise shipping. And you think they're going to take it out of their profits? No, they're going to pass it on to the consumer. So who, who gets it up the ass again? We do. We do. Jackass. <laughs> Jackass takes it up the ass once again.
1: Gas has gone up a dollar since since he took office. I'm not blaming him. But just pointing out, in that timeline, it's gone up a dollar a gallon.
2: I want to say this, and I actually believe this. You know how they have Asian hate, and you know you just see video after video of black people just punching Asians in the face? Yeah. All right, I denounce that. But of course. if somebody was wearing a Biden t-shirt and got punched in the face, I approve of that. Like if they're just walking down the street in their Biden-Harris t-shirt, and somebody just busts them right in the chops and knocks them out, I'm all for it. There's consequences in elections, Bob. Well, I mean, I'm not for violence of that sort, but
1: right in the kisser. I do what I can in my own way to let them know that I'm not content with the way things are. So I, I haven't bought a single higher ticket item, whatever, uh, you know, luxury item, whatever I haven't bought a microphone. I haven't bought a guitar. I haven't bought anything of that nature other than what I need to sustain in my daily life. I haven't, purchased any tools I haven't bought anything extra I haven't bought a new car none of that shit things I I usually do on a regular fucking basis I'm basically not supporting this fucking economy because fuck him so
2: any Biden supporter (laughs) sorry I'm saying it assholes
1: well I don't agree with it because I don't like when they were doing that to anybody with a like a Trump shirt or a Trump hat they would throw things at them throw eggs at them throw bottles of water at them a pie whatever I'm not. I'm not done with that. That's that's uncool. You're allowed to fucking vote for Biden, but uh, you know, just don't bitch when your
2: guy fucks you in the ass. Nope. A nice can of soup. Give him a nice can of soup at a high velocity. That's what I say. <laughs> Fuck them. They wanted uh, this war. They wanted to start this shit. Fuck them. Would that be a uh, chicken soup for the soul? I don't know. Snapper soup for the puss. Right in the
1: head. Tech giant Amazon revealed part of its new working well program on Thursday, and it did not go well. In a now deleted video posted to the company's official Amazon News Twitter account, the company unveiled the Zen Booth, a Portaloo, which is a Porta John for those of you who aren't gay living overseas, a Portaloo sized cabin containing a desktop computer, pot plants, pot plants? They got
2: potted plants.
1: Oh, well, it says pot plants. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, it
2: does. It does. <laughs> All
1: right. A fan and a ceiling painted to look like a blue sky. Announced earlier this month, Working Well is a new program that helps Amazon employees focus on their physical and mental well-being. Now, I guess part of the backlash on this was in the you know Twitter realm. One person tweeted, I feel like livable wages and working conditions are better than a mobile despair closet, which I'm calling them cry closets. A, see, Representative Mark Poken, I don't know this guy, paying workers $15 an hour doesn't make you a progressive workplace when you union bust and make workers urinate in water bottles. And he shared a tweet under that saying, uh, I welcome Senator Sanders to Birmingham, which is in Alabama here. There was a big uh, union meeting. I don't know if it ever got passed. I, I welcome Senator Sanders to Birmingham and appreciate his push for a progressive workplace. I often say we are the Bernie Sanders of employers, but that's not quite right because we actually deliver a progressive workplace. So Amazon News replied to this. I'm guessing this is an Amazon account. It's blue mark. Mm-hmm. Says, says, uh, you don't really believe the peeing in bottles thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would work for us. The truth is that we have over a million incredible employees around the world who are proud of what they do and have great wages and health care from day one. I don't understand why they want to give them cry closets. I don't understand why they need a little Zen booth to go in and relax.
2: Well, it's the virtue signaling. In other words, we have to show how woke we are. And listen, the guy, Jeff Be- Bezos... Bezos?
1: Yes, Jeff Bezos.
2: Jeff, Be- Jeff, God damn it, John, your mouth doesn't work right. Jeff Bezos wants to show everybody how progressive he is. I mean, he is one of the most progressive men I've ever seen. And listen, I, I know two people very well who work at Amazon. Actually, I know three. One's a driver, two work in a warehouse. One works on a dock, the other one's a picker. So, and, that you know, I talk to him all the time about this and they say that they have they work hard they work hard every day one has a fitbit on they do 54,000 steps a day and like 23 stories i mean that's a lot of walking but they said that they get good benefits you know they get breaks from what i've heard it is like
1: a like assembly line work like at a sure. um, like a polaris or toyota plant where you have to produce a lot and, and you don't have the opportunity to slow down at all because it's a, a moving line
2: right and basically what happens is the one where she's on the line you know the packages come in and basically all she has to do is get all the packages turned up so that they, the, the the stickers can be scanned and then okay. they can be moved to you know, the you know move from spot to spot the other person works on a and when the packages come up, you know, to the they what they have to do is get them sorted to which vehicle they go on to. And it comes with a right. you know, so they got the, so and then the other guy drives and he says, you know, he says, I don't break my ass, but I work steady all day. He says, I just keep it moving and I, you know, and I know where the you know the area I know the area real well. So I just go. He says, I don't speed, I don't race around and he says I'm usually done before the, the amount of time that I'm you know, I'm allowed to. Now, the driver doesn't work for Amazon. The driver works for a private company driving an Amazon van that is contracted by Amazon. So he does okay. not work directly for Amazon. Right, but the so other, it's a subcontractor. Right, but the other two work directly for Amazon. The driver says that when he's done, he's done for the day. So he says he's usually, you know, they give him what they think he can handle on an eight-hour day, and he says he's usually back. He has a
1: route, yeah.
2: Yeah, he has a route, and he's usually back in seven hours. That's cool. And he's, you know, so, and he says that, and he's not one of those people that run across the grass and throw the package at the door. You know, right. he says he goes over, he drops the, you know, he sets the package down, he rings the doorbell, he walks the sidewalk and then back to the, you know, back to the truck and gets in the truck and goes. And Respectable. You know, he's a hardworking Good. guy and he says he he doesn't kill himself, but he but he keeps things moving. And he says he don't and everybody that cries that say they can't do it, he says he's I'll drive with you, I'll show you how it's done. You know, I'm not for Amazon's politics, but as Amazon as a country as a country, Amazon as a company. I think does a great job. I support yeah. them. I buy shit from them all the time. You know, they're wanting, this really isn't a topic on the
1: board. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. You know, there, there've been, there's been talk of them trying to become like our pharmacy and that kind of stuff too, where, you know, Amazon wants to be our, our pharmacy. I don't know what you think of that.
2: I have no problem with it. As long as the, you know, the customer services, where do I care where my pills come from? Do I care if I have to go to a pharmacy do you know how I am, Bob? I love everything dropped at my back door. Well,
1: that's gonna, kind of, but I mean, okay, so so it doesn't bother you that that may hurt one of your local businesses where you normally get your your medications from.
2: Walmart was the first company that came in, oh. and they said, "Look, when Walmart comes in, all these uh, small businesses, hardware, you know, same thing. Home Depot. Home right. Depot comes in; they're going to put all the hardware stores out of business. Yeah, and you know, basically, it, you know, to be honest with you, in this area, they put out." that I know two or three hardware stores out of business. But there are other ones that have adapted that you go in there. You, you, as soon as you walk in the door, a guy shows up and says, what do you need? And they get you what they take you where you go, get you what you need and get you out the door again. That doesn't happen at home Depot. Try to find somebody to show you something. Oh no, right. When
1: they first moved into town here, all of the mom and pop ace hardware stores folded up. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they lasted a couple of years after that because there were still guys like me who would walk in with a bolt or, or some weird item that, that they needed replaced. And you walk in the door and you know that the guy that's always there is going to know exactly what that is and what aisle it's on exactly where to get it. They're going to walk you there, pick it up and say, here's what you need. And you don't get that at home Depot. So when they all closed up about 10 years ago, you know, I was like, well, fuck now I have to Find this crap on my own. I don't even know what this is called, but Ace hardware is making kind of a comeback as more of a dollar general type, like a corner, local corner place. They don't sell everything. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be that mom and pop shop that you walked in with that weird cotter pin, uh, wanting to find what it is or or find that weird item, but they're still going to take care of you for your most basic needs.
2: Well, I think what they do is they specialize in things that Home Depot don't. Like, in other words... Like customer service? That, but like say you break a (laughs) a pane of glass, right? You got to replace the window. You can go over there. They'll cut you a piece of glass, you know, for what you need. Right. Uh, Filters for your heater or, you know, stuff like that. that I'm not saying you can't get them at Home Depot, but... And then the other thing is... You got to go to Home Depot. They're so fucking big. You've got to walk all the way into the store. Then, you know, they're packed. So then you got to wait in line or you got to use that fucking self-service thing. It's easy, یار. You, right. You've got now you go into a small hardware store. It's not big. You walk up to the guy, you tell him what you need. He takes you right there. You get you're you're in and out in like 5 minutes. It's not a half an hour
1: waiting to every, get stuff. Every time I go to Home Depot here, it's like,
2: "Hey, hey, mejo Gordo, you want a $50 gift card, uh, $25?" Hey, the last thing, and this just happened in the last day or two in Canada. So in the United States, you noticed how everything is Black Lives Matter and the country is systemically racist because we've had slavery and all this. And I was thinking to myself, how are they going to do this in Canada? Because they didn't have slavery in Canada, but they got to have something where the government can basically use it to beat people over the head, to make them feel sorry, to make these changes that they need to be made and that just came out and I and listen this is just something that I'm saying keep an eye on this they found 200 bodies in a indigenous school in Canada so basically what happened and this started in the 1800s i guess the the indians the eskimos the indigenous people of the country the government and the catholic religion would go take the children away from the parents and then put them in these schools where they would teach them english they weren't allowed to speak their native language. You know, they would educate them, and they would separate them from the family. And a huge number would never go back to their families because they didn't know where they didn't know where their families were from. Well, in 1985, they were getting rid of these schools, and there's an estimate that there were six thousand children killed in these schools, either through abuse or what I don't know. Jesus. So there was six thousand. This was 1985. No one said shit about it. It was just like a story, and it was like, oh, that's bad, as they're eating their sandwich it was no big deal well they weren't people of color right these kids were indigenous children that they were taken away from their parents 6,000 1985 no one said anything now they just found 200 bodies of uh, dead children in unmarked graves in a site of one of these schools and i said there it is that's their that's their slavery so now the government is—they're all, all worked up over these schools. The last school closed in 1996. There's no—there hasn't been a school there, this kind of school, in 25 years. How did the bodies get there, though? Well, it was either they were beaten to death, or they like f- one at a time. Yeah, and they just buried them. You know, they would just bury them in wow. the back, and nobody said anything because nobody knew. So it wasn't
1: like a mass grave. No, where they like dug up a
2: right. Yeah. So they so they found 200 bodies at this one school. And now the government's all over this thing, just like now this is going to be their 1619 project. This is going to be how they're yeah. racist, and, and now the country has to kowtow to this, and this is how they're going to push their progressive. Canada is already progressive, but they're not progressive enough. So this is, mark my words, this is what they're going to use to push this same thing that Black Lives Matter, how they got to hook into everybody. When the George Floyd killing that started this whole thing in the United States. This is going to be the the powder keg that does this for Canada. It's worldwide, my friend. It's the globalists. There. This is how they're going to use. This is what they're going to use to take over the world. Yeah. All right, Bob. Like I said, always a pleasure. We'll be back next week.
1: Cool. I'll be out hugging gay frogs until then.
0: Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints? You can call the voicemail number 856-599-8558 or email us at woolhornpod at gmail.com.